The following is a Joel Mahalik production. <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it, and I hope that you appreciate me as well. It's another week, and we are a week closer to the Christmas holiday, so that's exciting. Uh, you can find out all about the show and me and things that go with me over there at the website at joelmahalik.com. Again, that's joelmahalik.com. I uh, hope to see you over there. Of course, when you get there, punch up the subscribe button and you can take a look at all the different podcatchers, I guess some people call them, all the different uh, mediums that were available on iTunes and Google and, you know, uh, you name it, I may have it. And if I don't have it, tell me what the name is and we'll go out and get it. So you can do that over there. Certainly follow me. Uh, on Facebook at JM Talk, and get over there on Twitter and find me as well at WQYB Radio. So uh, tonight, later on on the program, uh, we have an interview with a very, very exciting person. Uh, we loved having him on the previous show, Behind the Mic. He's back now with us on this program. Uh, Rob Wiener, who is a uh, pop culture librarian uh, at Texas Tech University. He is going to talk to me about, he and I will have a discussion about uh, remakes and reboots and revamps on the big and small screen. So that is coming up here in a little while on the program. So uh, yeah, I have spoken before about... Uh, Christmas and sort of where I fall in with the when is it okay to get started and my starting point is usually Black Friday and so my plan and I say my plan because it doesn't always work out like that but my plan every year is to get the tree and the decorations up on Black Friday which is a day off from work for me it never seems to happen that way so it winds up being some point during that weekend well i didn't get it done at all that weekend and in fact i'll go one further which may trip some of you out i actually wanted to have it up the night before thanksgiving because i just wanted it up and done and put away and there you have it and it did not work out well at all and, uh, of course, then we did some remodeling this weekend. So there was no sense putting it up during the week and then having it in the way, so to speak, uh, the tree and everything. So um, it went up this weekend. So some people may look at that and say, well, you still put it up in the first week, the first couple of days of December. So that's how some people will look at it. 
but my goal has always been Black Friday. This year, I actually wanted to do it beforehand, um, and it did not work out. But be that as it may, the trains, the tree, everything's up now, and now it feels like Christmas. Uh, but, you know, best laid plans never get done. You can make all the plans you want, and they may not get done. And so, anyway, uh, that being said, uh, this week on the Wombat of the Week, coming up later in the show, got a good one for you. Got a Christmas-themed, Christmas-themed Wombat of the Week. Can you imagine that? I mean, it really feels like Christmas around here when the Wombats are theming themselves for Christmas. So you will enjoy that, I would hope. Um, but first, what I want to discuss is uh, many of you, and I, I'm, I'm making that assumption because I feel like uh, right now, early in this venture together, I feel like I know most of my listeners. Uh, so many of you will know what Wawa is. And then there will be a lot more that will know of Wawa. And then there's some people out there that are thinking, what is Wawa? Well, Wawa is a convenience store, and mainly in the Northeast region, uh, but not all the way up to Maine, and yet not all the way down, you know, beyond, say, Virginia, I think, except then they're putting some in Florida, okay? And it's been around for a long time. It's brand new in Florida, and the expansion's very slow, although I understand they're stepping up their game. But here's the thing that I want to talk about. Um, I want you to check out this news clip, and then we'll take it from there. Wawa now has a number one ranking for its sandwiches. The survey has a long and boring name. Here it is, the 2018 Market Force Information QSR Fast Casual Survey. But it's great because in it, Wawa beat out places, big places like Subway, Panera, Firehouse Subs, Jimmy John's. The stores were rated on factors such as dining habits, delivery service, and frequency of visits. Wawa is number one. How can a convenience store that is not nationwide be number one with sandwiches? And in fact, how can you be number one with sandwiches when you're a convenience store? This really bothers me. I really don't understand this concept Okay, in all fairness, Wawa makes great coffee. I love Wawa for a lot of things. They are very good at coffee. They make the best coffee. And of course, that's my opinion. I'm not here saying, listen, they make the best coffee and you're going to believe me and that's all you're going to do. That's not what I'm saying. My opinion is they really make the best coffee. And they're convenient in many ways. But... I don't know how they were rated number one in sandwiches because if I wanted a sandwich with like uh, made out of lettuce and onions and tomatoes and pickles and peppers and then maybe a slice or two of lunch meat or a smear of tuna, then that's where I would go for that kind of sandwich. But if you want a bona fide sandwich, you're going to go to a sandwich shop, right? That's where you're going to go. You're going to go to a mom and pop's. Or some sort of uh, uh, shop that specializes in steaks and sandwiches and subs. Or hoagies. 
Here we call them hoagies or grinders, whatever you call them in your region, heroes, submarines, <laughs> whatever it is in your region, you're going to go to your regional favorite mom and pop, right? Your little small, independently owned sandwich shop. I mean, you know, when I think to myself, if I'm getting a sandwich at Wawa or more nationally, Subway, 7-Eleven, it's because I don't have time to stop and invest a small period of time in a decent meal. Okay, that's how I view convenience stores for their sandwiches and other quick foods. It's when I don't have any time and I've got to get something and keep moving. That's when I go to a convenience store for a sandwich. Otherwise, if I want a good, say, Italian hoagie, because we call them hoagies here, uh, I will go to a mom and pop's. Or if I want a good cheesesteak, you know, I'm going to go to a sandwich shop or, you know, or, or some sort of small independent or even small local chain that makes that that makes sandwiches, a sandwich shop chain locally. Not, I'm not going to go to a giant regional or national convenience store for that kind kind of product. Claiming Wawa being number one for sandwiches is just as bad as recently a survey coming out saying that Americans have voted Taco Bell as the number one best Mexican restaurant. Are you kidding me? How does how does Taco Bell beat everyone out Again, locally, in most places, I don't know if there's a good, authentic Mexican restaurant nationally anymore. But certainly there are better choices for, I think, if I'm, not, if I'm correct, I think it was authentic Mexican cuisine. Who is voting that Taco Bell is authentic Mexican cuisine? Or is it cuisine? I don't, because I know it, it, like it's lean cuisine. But I mean, is the word really cuisine or is it cuisine or, or cuisine? I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. Who did that? Who are the people responsible for electing Taco Bell, the number one authentic Mexican restaurant in the nation? That's how I view this Wawa thing. You know, and, and I apologize if Wawa feels like I'm beating them up. You make great coffee. And you're a great place to stop for gas, uh, some conveniences, a quick bite if you have to have it. But I'm certainly not throwing my vote in that you're the number one in sandwiches. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. You have improved some things over the past year or two. I will give you that. You're baking your your bread fresh now in store instead of having it carted in. But you know, after a little bit of that uh, that initial hype about that, guess what? It was uh, it, the the bread was going stale again. And I really enjoyed it when the hype was up. I really did. But you're certainly not number one with sandwiches. Number one in coffee, sure. I don't care if it's across the country. You don't have a Wawa, that's your bad. The coffee is amazing. So, that's all I really have to say about that. I know it's quite a bit, but that's what I wanted to tell you about this Wawa thing that came 
that came out about this the them, them having the best sandwiches. They're certainly better than other places. I mean, I can go to Maine, where I have family who live in Maine. I can go to Maine, and if I ask for an Italian hoagie, I get some boiled ham and American cheese slices with lettuce, tomato, and green bell pepper and mayonnaise on a roll. And they call that an Italian hoagie. Uh, I know it's slower in Maine. I get that. But come on. Read a book. That's all I'm asking. Read a book. So, the website is joelmaholic.com. You can go there and listen to the shows right there on the front page. You can subscribe. You can read the news. When we get some news to post, and we post it. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, I've been been talking about hate, and I keep saying, you know, we're going to have some subject matter on that. But I find myself... Uh, thinking that we're not going to get to a point where we're going to say, let's have a discussion, a full discussion about that. I think it's going to come in dribs and drabs, sort of like the driving thing, because it just seems to be commonplace every day. So when I think about sitting down and putting together subject matter to talk to you about this hate thing and, and how weird things are getting with people and their feelings being hurt for the weirdest reasons and like something else happens and you're like, well, if this keeps happening, I can't sit down and structureize, structureize, put that in the book, will you? Structureize. A conversation with you. Take, for example, uh, the other night, Rudolph the Red News, the Red, Rudolph the Red News, my goodness, and I didn't bring anything to drink. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which has been out for approximately 41 or 42 years, was on television the other night. In fact, it's the longest-running holiday special in television history. And apparently, suddenly, after 42 years, um, it's becoming a problem. Uh, Twitter users... Twitter exploded with people picking it apart talking about the stories, moments, and lessons. And it's really disturbing. I mean, you know, in the in the show, you know, Rudolph is kicked out from the reindeer games because he's got this blinking nose. And so he, he's made fun of, uh, they turn their backs on him, this and that, and there's all these other things going on. And then, of course, he ends up saving the day. But... Now Rudolph's getting beat up on social media. And here's just a couple of the... the I have a couple of the, the tweets. Uh, Donner just told Rudolph that self-respect was more important than his son breathing. Somebody called the cops and sent him to their cave immediately. Um, oh no, it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I don't have the strength to watch this again. Those poor elves... That bully with the whip, abusive deer, dentist shaman, unloved toys, it's too much. And uh, here's a funnier reaction. I never noticed in 42 years of living until husband pointed it out tonight. Herbie is the only elf without pointed ears. Folks, this is a 
Christmas special. Okay? And it's televised every year. And many of us grew up with it, and we look forward to seeing it. Many of us have it on DVD. It touches on things, yes, morals and behavior. And in the end, you know, people learn from it. They're like, oh, I shouldn't have done it. Look how he saved the day. You know, so it has a happy ending. But but that's besides the point. The point is, it is a television show. And it's been around for a very long time. It's become a staple. And if it offends you, you have these amazing freedoms as a human being. You could change the channel. You could turn the TV off. I find it incredibly amazing how people this day and age find absolutely anything to bitch and moan about. Kevin Hart and his wife had a Cowboys and Indians themed birthday party for their child and they're being beat up on social media for being racist. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Do you have nothing better to do? Are you so amazing as a person without fault anywhere that you have the high honor of going on to social media and blasting other people and other things? What did this show do to you? Show me on this doll where Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer has hurt you. This is getting out of control. Absolutely out of control. There used to be a time when we were told, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. I would advise that right now for many of you who take to Twitter to bitch and moan about the stupidest things. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Try some reflection exercises and see if you can make yourself feel better. Because I don't I, I don't get it. I don't get it. What, what about Rudolph makes you this upset? Did you watch it to the end? He saves Christmas. Or don't you really care? The website's joelmaholic.com. And I'm at Facebook at JM Talk and Twitter at WQYB Radio. And when we come back after this quick break... The interview I had with the great Rob Wiener from Texas Tech. Be back right after this. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. 
Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Hi, this is Joel Mahalik from The Joel Mahalik Show. Come and join us for some Christmas cheer and music when we present A Joel Mahalik Christmas. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This special presentation will air only on partner networks and will not be available on demand. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. For information on dates, times, and networks, visit joelmahalik.com. Welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show. Thanks for standing by. Thanks for coming back at me. Uh, remember, you can get a hold of the show at joelmahalik.com. That is the address we have on the World Wide Web. Of course, we're over there parked at Facebook at JM Talk. And at Twitter, follow me at WQYB Radio over there. Later on on the program, a brand new Wombat of the Week and a brand new hero being honored. So that's all coming up later on. But right now... I want to welcome for the first time on this program, but a regular on the old show behind the mic. Please welcome. He is a pop culture librarian. Interesting if you've never heard that before, but it seems to be a great job. And uh, he hails from Texas Tech University. Please say hello to Rob Wiener. Rob, hey, welcome to the new hey. format, man. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, it, it's good to have you. Of course, uh, my early Christmas present to uh, the folks out there listening is uh, that we're going to talk about remakes and reboots, redos and all these re-whatevers on the big screen and the small screen. It's just, it seems to be getting a little crazy out there, and that's why I had to tap you on the proverbial shoulder across the Internet and say, Rob, man, got to help me out with this. It's <laughs> It's crazy. It is crazy, but here's the thing you have to remember is that remakes and reboots have been around for as long as cinema, have been around for as long as people read novels. Um, they've been a staple of popular culture for um, over a 100 years, you know. Um, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle kills Sherlock Holmes. People get upset. He brings him back. Um, you know, at Nobody stays dead in popular culture in terms of, of characters, especially in comic book universes. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, this is nothing new. But what gets me is, you know, I was talking to my students last night about this. They're doing a Lion King reboot yeah. that's supposedly live action, but it's all CGI, so it's still animated, you know? I mean, I mean, that's, that's a movie that does not need to be redone. Actually, most reboots don't need to be redone, but hey, you know, A Star is Born's been done four times, and 
the the remake of that was a great film. Um, now that's Gaga the, the, certainly proved herself. So yeah, you know, yeah, and that's one of the interesting things about it is, yes, I I, I think to myself, wow, this is getting crazy but at the same time there are some success stories and that is one of them right that's one of them and uh you know when you look at some of the stuff on television uh you know like 24 which was a great show i loved it and then they tried to come back it flopped but then you look at you know star trek discovery and that's doing really well you know and where enterprise didn't many years ago but why now, for some reason, or tell me it's just me, and I'll go get a CAT scan. Why does it seem like now it's just seems like we're being hammered with reboots and revivals and stuff like that? Uh, I, I understand I, that you said it's been going on for over 100 years. I didn't know that until you said that. But when you mentioned something like A Star is Born, I get it. But why does it just feel like now it's in our face so much? Is there more happening now? Um, yes and no. I think the reason uh, we're so uh, used to it and it's thrown at us so much is because of all the streaming services. They can, they can, you know, for for you know less money than a major studio would produce, they can reboot all these shows. And people like some people like things that are familiar. Now, not every reboot's going to be successful, but you know, um, Twenty Four. Look at Mystery Science Theater: The Return, and now they're they're doing the twelfth season, The Gauntlet. That was very successful. People wanted it to come back after fifteen years of of you know it being gone with a new cast. Um, you know, I think there's the joke that Netflix will take almost anything, but that's it's not exactly true. But but they do have a reputation for taking a lot of of shows and remaking them, or or you know other streaming services like Hulu with the X Files reboot and all of that. So right, um, I I think because it's you've got a platform that lends itself to giving people something that's already familiar. But not everyone is going to be successful. Not everyone's going to be good. Um, you, you just got to, you've got to wade through it all. Right. So I, yeah. I, 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 I do get the point about familiarity, and I, I guess that's true. I haven't quite looked at it that way prior because I was thinking more along the lines that Hollywood was just out of ideas. And I think maybe that's a lot of people's uh, uh, first approach is like, do they have nothing? Is there no imagination left in Hollywood? And maybe there's not. <laughs> you no, know. there isn't. <laughs> See, you there, agree. There. And that, yeah, I, so to that. I totally agree with you. There, there isn't. Um, and, you know, it's, it's as much as I love the Marvel movies, because, you know, I'm the comic book guy, um, yeah. you know, they, they've built themselves an industry, and now people expect to go see three or four Marvel movies every year. And right. um, not all of them are going to be good. You know, the law of averages, at least half of them are going to suck. So... Um, you know, but they've got a formula that works. And let's let's not talk Star Wars. 
I mean, the best thing I can say for the movie Solo was that it didn't suck as bad as I thought it would. <laughs> but that, and, you, and, and, and there's your review, folks. So if you were thinking about and checking out Solo, <laughs> yeah, your and and you know, one one of you know, and here's the thing: for those that believe in hell, um, hell is a place where DC movies are played over and over and over again in front of you. Yeah, you know, that, that is that, that's upsetting to me. I mean, I do I, I do like Marvel. I've always been a big DC person, and it, it yeah, just me saddens me that they keep flopping. I mean, Man of Steel I thought was a great movie, and then the second one sucked, and then the third one went nowhere. I mean, I just uh, that yeah. Hurts. Wonder Woman was 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 okay. Wonder Woman yeah, was, was pretty good. Standalone, and, yeah. and I have high hopes. For Shazam, I just want it to be funny and and, and there, in, clean, in a clean way, you know, not Deadpool funny, but right. you know, and it looks hilarious. So I've got. Yeah, I was going to say the trailers do point to it being funny. Yeah, and and I don't have high hopes for Aquaman, but I do have high hopes for Shazam. So, but you know, it's funny because, uh, no pun intended, the DC animated movies are fantastic. But they've got a yes. different creative team on them. And so, you know, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why, I, I don't know why Marvel's been able to capture that lightning and DC just, you know, maybe they're trying to be too dark and with Shazam, it might be a little lighter. But, um, you know, we've got an animated Spider-Man movie that's, you know, all these other Spider-Mans from the Spider-Verse that's going to, you know, and talk about reboot. It got rebooted, you know, three times in a period of like times. 12 years, right? Yeah. Yep. 15 so, years. That's yeah, crazy. What is your impression of Tom Holland as Spider-Man? Honestly, I love him. I like it, too. I didn't... I didn't want to, but the movie Homecoming is good. Yeah, and nobody wanted to like him, and I don't know why. Here you have somebody who's, who finally comes along and really fits the profile of the kid you were reading about in the comics. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, 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 and for some reason, like what you're saying and what I'm saying is what I hear all the time about him. I don't like it. I don't like it. And then the movie comes out and I'm like, yeah, he was pretty cool. Yeah, he was pretty cool. <laughs> you know? So I don't know why yeah. people wanted to just turn him off like that. It's not like Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man ever. No, I, he wasn't as terrible as everyone says he was, but, you know, those movies weren't all that great. Um, yeah. You know, what, do you, what are you going to do? Because that's where the money is. And, yes, Hollywood is devoid of ideas, and they have been for a long time. Um, I mean, remember the new monkeys? Where they tried Vaguely to I do, monkeys? Rob. Vaguely I do. One of, one of the biggest flops in the history of popular culture. I'm just saying, you know, there's, there's, there's always really bad ideas out there. Um, but sometimes there's some good ones. I mean, the new mystery science theater is, is excellent. The the you know Star Trek Discovery, as you pointed out, the X Files wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, but you know 
Um, yeah, I didn't get I didn't get around to seeing that, but I I I would I would say, um, well, let me cover this one thing first, and I'll, then then I'll share with you what I think one of, one of my favorite reboots, and I think one of the most successful have been. But I want to just stick with we were talking about DC and Marvel for a second, and I and I had a thought about that, talking about reboots and remakes and all that. You know, it seems like the Batman thing is in question because Ben Affleck, I guess, can't control himself or. I mean, the last I read, he was damn near out because uh, yeah. I think he was going back into rehab or something, and they were saying that that might void his um, his, his agreements and contracts and everything. Um, so I I haven't seen anything as an uh, like an update to that, but that's the last I heard, and that puts that in peril because who, who, who do you get to play him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's who's next? I don't know. Um, I don't dislike Ben Affleck as Batman. Actually, a lot of people do dislike him. Um, you know, and certainly I have high hopes for the Joaquin Phoenix Joker solo movie. The only problem I have with that is we don't need a definitive origin for the Joker ever. Right. The Joker is, is, is the wild card. You know, there's no origin. The Joker just is. He's multiple origins. Um, but that, you know, the trailer for that looks pretty spooky. So I hope that, that you know, and he's, he's a, I haven't he's even seen the trailer for that actor, yet. So. What's that? I haven't seen the trailer for that yet. I didn't know they had a trailer out for that one yet. And I'm glad that you brought that up and mentioned that because that sort of answers the next question I had before we left the Batman universe was what was your opinion of the Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker? I mean, I, I feel like he might be a little too old for the role, but who knows? Nicholson was... Uh, could probably have been considered that either, you know, as well. No, I, you know, the Joker can be 50 or six, 60, maybe 60 is pushing it, but the Joker can, can be older. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is an A-list actor. And remember, yeah. everybody makes a big deal about Heath Ledger. When they announced Heath Ledger as the Joker, there was a huge backlash against it, saying he couldn't do it, he was cheesy, so... I'm trying to keep an open mind. The same thing happened with Daniel Craig as James Bond, and he turned out to be the most popular James Bond this side of Sean Connery. So um, he did do good as James Bond. Yeah, you know, um, and you know he's he's leaving the role too, so they're going to have to give give it to somebody else. And there's a lot of people that could do Bond really well. Um, right. I wish John Hamm was a little younger; he would be an excellent. He'd, he'd be the well, first American to play James James Bond. Bond one never of my favorite actors too. I like John Hamm. Um, okay, in, a pre, in, in the preservation of time, which I'm, I'm looking at my stop clock and it's running down. I uh, I, I wanted to uh, uh, ask you this, offer you this. I think one of my favorite reboots that I can't get enough of, and it, it's not just because I'm a Star Trek fan. The Star Trek reboot. Yeah, the alternate and the alternate timeline rebooted that, you know, uh, of the original series. Yeah, and you know that that reboot doesn't negate all the original adventures; they still happen. It's just a different timeline. You know, um, I I like it. Um, I understand there may be some problems getting Chris Pine back, really, uh, just because he wants more money. But um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I heard there was rumblings that they may, may have difficulty 
keeping him um, because he's an A-list actor now. Um, I haven't watched Discovery, but I've heard that it's very good. Um, so I'm very. I did see a couple episodes it. so far of that. It is good. It is good. But I, I, I thought the biggest problem right now is replacing Chekhov. Yeah, that there, there is that too. Uh, which that will is, be hard to do. Very, very hard to do. Very sad. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do think that somehow they need to do something with Shatner, though. Um, I'm a big Bill, you know, William Shatner fan, and I would love to see him do a cameo the way Nimoy did, just for, you know, grin. I guess it could um, be done because it's an alternate timeline. Yeah, because obviously they they, they finally put him to rest you know, in uh, the Next Generation movies, but they could, because it's an alternate timeline, they could do something with him. But he would have to yeah. be willing to do it, too, I think. Yeah, and I, 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 I bet he would, you know. Um, but I don't know. I don't know the politics of these things. You know, I, I will tell you that um, Hollywood's been out of ideas for a long time. Um, while there's some, you know, unique indie films and all of those kind of things still happen, you know, it's all about getting getting your money, getting the viewership, and people like what's familiar. Um, and yet, you know, the, the reboot of Star Wars doesn't feel like Star Wars to me, but a lot of people love it. It feels right. to me like they're killing my childhood. But, you know, I'm an old fart, so what do I know? <laughs> well, um, do you have any final thoughts on reboots, revamps, to sign um, up? There, there's, there's really nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, yes, Hollywood's devoid of ideas, but we like what's familiar. We like, you know, the big action movies. Um, and maybe, you know, in the case of Star Wars, now that they don't have the original cast as like a noose around their neck, they can go forward with some different stories and, and, uh, it might be good. Uh, I, right. I'm, not, I'm not hopeful that it will be, but it might be. Um, and, you know, every generation needs to be re-exposed. Yeah, that's why, you know, people complain we're getting superhero fatigue. Superheroes, are never, ever, ever, I don't think, going to fail now at the box office. And I'll tell you why. Because there's always that eight-year-old kid that's going to be re-exposed to Spider-Man. And let's face yeah. it, Spider-Man's pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Even for us. So, you know... um, and by the way, you know, I'll just put this as a side note. Very sad about Stan Lee. Yes, very, very much so. Yes, Stan Lee, the passing. Yep, yep. No more cameos, and hopefully the universe travels on. Um, oh, travels on without um, Stan Lee. Not without him, but in spirit. Um, so in spirit, yeah, yes. So according to Rob Weiner, reboots are okay. Deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> so. they, they are. Yeah, deal with it, basically, because they're not going away. So, right. We can complain well, all we want, but it's not going to do any good. You know, and, and let's be honest, I still go see the Transformers movies. They're terrible. 
<laughs> but, don't ask me why. It's a guilty pleasure. Bumblebee a, looks awesome. I don't really want to see it, but I will, just because. <laughs> well, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah. So, well, Rob, I can't, I can't again I, tell you where the time went or tell you how much I appreciate you coming by. Uh, we want to do it more often here on the new program. Sure. So, um, uh, we will be sure and stay in touch and make that happen. Uh, so, pop culture librarian, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Wiener. Um, he hails out of Texas Tech University. Everybody stand by. We got more coming up right after this quick break. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, welcome, welcome to Joel Mahalik Show, website joelmahalik.com. I want to thank again my guest, Rob Wiener, talking about reboots and revamps and remakes and redos and re-whatever. Big screen, low screen. And we will have more with Rob Wiener uh, as we go along this journey because he is the expert at popular culture. Obviously, he's a pop culture librarian, plus he teaches pop culture courses. How much fun would it be to go to college and take pop culture classes? That's got to be real fun. But so, again, thanks to Rob Wiener. Um, Also, let's see what else. uh, The Christmas show is coming your way. And just remember that it's only playing on partner networks. Uh, You will not be able to come to the website and listen to it at joelmahalik.com. You can come to the website and you will be able to get more information about dates and times and networks. uh, So you know when and where to tune your computer. You will have to be on one of these streams to hear the program. So... Uh, visit the website and get that information. Plus, check me out at Facebook at JM Talk. I'm also at Twitter at WQIB. I brought liquid with me now, so I'm going to have a drink. Ah, yummy. Okay. So, we have, in our final stretch, two major subjects. One is Wombat of the Week. Uh, stupid people doing stupid things, and it's yanked out of the news. Uh, or, as of late, it's been more like silly scenarios. So silly, stupid, weird, uh, WTFs, anything like that. And guess what? You can get involved if you'd like. 
It's real easy to do. If I had my copy here, I would be ready to tell you how to do it. <laughs> and my copy's not here. <laughs> here it is. Join in on the fun of Wombat of the Week by submitting your Wombat of the Week story to the show. Simply email the link to a news story of stupid people doing stupid things. Send it to wombat at joelmahalik.com or joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. You can also submit your stories in a message on our Facebook page. <gasps> Imagine that at JM Talk. So get me those stories so I can get them to the masses. So that's what the Wombat of the Week is. If this happens to be your first show. And I say that because I just heard this week about two new people subscribing. and Which is nice and I thank you for subscribing. It's nice because we, you know, you just see numbers. So it's nice when somebody goes, oh my goodness, been listening to your show, I subscribed. That's a great feeling. And I appreciate that feedback and I welcome it. So, um, so that's what Wombat of the Week is. That's what I was saying. If you're new to the program, that's what it is. And as I promised, this week's Wombat of the Week is a Christmas-themed wombat. How cool is that? I thought it was very cool. I thought it was very generous of the media to put out a news story that had a Christmas-themed wombat. I had something on deck already, believe me, and then this story came upon the desk, and there was no way I could turn it down. So check this out. Uh, here's the headline. New Jersey town wants $2,000 per day for family's holiday light display. Yes, you heard that correctly. Now let me go on and give you the story because that's what we do. So a New Jersey town is threatening to shut down a family's famed holiday light display that has drawn a lot of attention over the past 15 years, and it's not all good. Now, Tom Apruzzi is going head-to-head with Old Bridge, New Jersey officials to preserve his massive light show. The town has told Apruzzi that his wife and his wife, Chris, that they have to pay $2,000 per night for security or the town will shut them down. Last year, Old Bridge police received many complaints, mostly regarding traffic congestion, uh, the complaints about the holiday display. It's located, by the way, if you're in that area and you would like to see this display, it's beautiful, 18 Central Avenue. So, uh, yes, Old Bridge, New Jersey, 18 Central Avenue. So, as a result, the police set up extra detail on the block to help manage the traffic. Now, they want the Apruzis to pick up the tab. The Apruzis have been putting on the display at their home for 15 years, which includes more than 70,000 lights synchronized to music. Town officials say the increase in crowds and parked cars have led to unsafe conditions in the area. Tom Apruzzi calls the fees bureaucratic baloney and a First Amendment issue, and he has started an online fundraiser to pay them. But he says the show will go on starting Saturday, Saturday, which was uh, yesterday, if you're keeping track, whether or not the fundraiser meets its goal. He says, quote, if they want to stay in in their house and be unhappy and not come out to see the beautiful display like this, then pity them. 
uh, he also says, bring in 28 days of a little traffic to the neighborhood. This is what I have to deal with 12 months out of the year. Uh, the setup for the elaborate display generally begins in September, and the Apruzzi family estimates they've invested nearly $100,000. The light show happens every 30 minutes, free of charge, and runs each night from 5.30 until 10. Last year, donations from visitors to the light show went to support Homes for Our Troops, a privately funded nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for several I'm sorry, for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to build their lives. So, you know, down the street from our, uh, where we live, uh, there is such a display. Now, I don't know if it's 70,000 lights. It could be less. It could be more. And, uh, yes, during the holiday, traffic and on that piece of road can be, you know, busy. Um, but there's no backlash. They named their driveway Santa Claus Lane. And so there's always people double parked there. Now, on both sides of the road. And the municipality here... Puts up, you know, those lights they put up so they can work on construction sites at night, like the really bright ones. They put them up so people can see and be seen. Um, Also, Lights for a Cure, another light display in the Middletown area of Delaware. Uh, And you can check on Facebook, on my Facebook page. We have information on that one. All that money donated to that free light display goes to the American Cancer Society. I don't understand what the problem is with this town, with this, uh, this town, Old Bridge, New Jersey. Uh, this is ridiculous. 15 years money last year went to a great cause. They're just angry that the money's not going to them is my guess. $2,000 $2,000 a day? How many police officers, I wonder, are they putting out there for extra detail that it's costing $2,000 a day? I find this ridiculous. Ridiculous. And because of that, so if you're wondering, well, who's the wombat here? The town of Old Bridge is the wombat. I mean, this is just idiotic at best. Why don't you stay up? Why don't the town council of Old Bridge stay awake on Christmas Eve and kidnap Santa Claus? Because, I mean, basically that's what you're doing. I mean, you want to punish a family who's been doing this for 15 years? Why? Because there's some traffic? Bah humbug. They're just... In the past couple of years, or maybe 10... I say couple, but maybe so much as 10. Quick swig. Uh, Light displays for Christmas have become much more popular. In fact, and they also bled over. Now people are making synchronized light shows for other holidays. Halloween, 
some of the patriotic holidays. You know, this, to me, is holiday spirit for any holiday that you do it for. And that's something that we don't really see a lot of anymore. We don't see a lot of holiday spirit, especially especially at Christmas. It's been so commercialized that we're beat up about it, right? And it's nice to see this. But then you see a story like this where a town wants to penalize you one way or some other way, you know, be, uh, for what? I mean, who really lodged the original complaint? I mean, is the town complaining because they had to send some police out there to help with traffic? Is it the neighbors? I don't know. But it, but it's ridiculous. This is spirit. Don't you want people to celebrate Christmas and be happy at Christmas time? Isn't that what it's all about, is being happy? And this family's just trying to share some of that happiness with people. And they're just, it blows my mind. Wombat of the week, this week, Old Bridge, New Jersey, uh, get a grip, will you? Uh, you're going to wind up getting a bunch of coal in your stockings this year. That's what's going to happen. I guarantee it. Because I'm in real good with Santa Claus. So I'll be talking to him about the town council over there. Anyway. So that's the Walmart of the Week section. Remember, send them in. If you got them, or you find them, send them to me. Send me links to the stories. All the various different ways. Uh, but mostly, Wombat at JoelMahalik.com or JoelMahalikRadio at gmail.com. And then I look at all these news stories each week, and then I have to pick one. It's difficult, believe me. So, uh, our next segment... Our next segment on the program, regular segment that we've been doing uh, for the last couple of weeks, maybe the last couple of months now, and it's becoming very successful. It's getting a lot of exposure on social media, which I'm very happy about because that was the purpose of doing it. The purpose of doing it was to get exposure for these people, and it's called Honor Thy Heroes, Everyday Heroes, Firefighters, EMS, Police, Dispatch, First Responders. And it's, you know, similar to the last segment in that we are finding stories about heroes and bringing them to you. I am very happy to announce that this particular piece, Honor Thy Heroes, is gaining momentum in social media. That's exactly what I wanted it to do because I want people to know that there are everyday heroes all around us. And you don't usually get to hear about them because it, it's buried with mainstream media negativity. It's hard to find these little gems and diamonds hanging out. But I'm looking and I'm finding. And here is this week's Honor Thy Heroes. This comes from Urbandale, Iowa. And this uh, this is about an Urbandale police officer who jumped into f- to a freezing pond uh, this past Monday, last Monday. Um, to save a man trapped in his car. So, uh, rescue crews were called to the pond near uh, 109th Street in Urbandale. Upon arrival, 
Crews found a, a gray Volkswagen Passat submerged up to the rear window. After learning that the driver was trapped in the car, Urbandale Police Sergeant Mark Jorgensen said he didn't have time to think, and instead he sprang into action. He says, quote, I just ran into the water and I tried to open the door and it wouldn't open, so I broke the window. The wind chill was three degrees, and the driver was too cold to speak. Jorgensen said he worked to free the man from his slowly sinking car and that a pocket of air is all that kept the man alive. Uh, Sergeant Jorgensen says just his head was out of the water, so he had enough to breathe, but when the car sank in more, it was getting to the point where he may not be able to. With no protective gear on, Jorgensen said he started to lose all feeling in his arms and legs. Uh, firefighters wearing their wet gear took over, and eventually they pulled the man out to safety. Jorgensen said, I was hoping we would get him out because the car went completely underwater. Um, so, Jorgensen was checked for hypothermia. He did tell the news he would do it again. He says, quote, it's part of the job. It's what we do. We try to do everything we can to help people. So, um... That is, this is amazing. These, I love these stories. I mean, don't you? I mean, th- three degrees, wind chill. And you just, without thinking, you jump into a pond. Why? Because it's part of your job. And he tries to do the best he can to help people. That's refreshing. And these are the kinds of heroes that we need. And they're out there every day. So Sergeant Mark Jorgensen, you are my hero this week on Honor Thy Heroes. Thank you very much for your service to your community. Uh, As with the other stuff, Wombat of the Week, you are invited to use the same method to send me stories about first responders who you should be praised for their for for their heroic acts, for their uh for their great things they're doing in their community. I mean, it just doesn't mean you, uh, you save somebody's life. You sometimes just reaching out to somebody in the community and doing something good for them that makes you a hero. Like last week when I talked about Rodney Smith. He's out there traveling the country. 50 state tour. To bring Christmas cheer to homeless people. These are everyday heroes. They're among us. And I need to know more about them so I can put them out there. So in this world of crap and negativity, I want to bring you something you can laugh about. I want to bring you something that you can be proud of. Funny people and heroes. A little bit of both. But all positive stuff, right? So, anyway. Uh, that will be posted, as uh, as it always is, uh, on social media, plus uh, around the Joel Mahalik Show. I want to thank again my guest, Rob Wiener, tonight. And we will see more of him on more pop culture subjects. 
Um, I encourage you to visit the website and get information about the upcoming Christmas show because it will only be available at certain dates and times and streaming stations to listen to. Uh, big reminder there. You have to be there to get it. You won't be able to get it on the feed. And um, next week, you know, more stuff. We'll have more stuff for you next week. And I can't wait to visit with you again. I can't wait for you to visit with me again. So in the meantime, keep that Christmas spirit alive. Get those stories into me. And have yourself a great week. We'll see you next time.